0: Hey guys, this is Steven, and I want to give a shout out to one of our sponsors, which is Anchor. Anchor is free and super user friendly, as well as it is a platform that distributes each episode to all the streaming platforms that you love, such as iTunes, Spotify, and many more. Last but not least, it also has all the tools in the app itself to help you start your own podcast today. So, start your very own podcast today by downloading the Anchor app that is free as well as you can go to anchor.fm to get started today on your amazing podcast you've been waiting on to do for so long. Thanks, guys. Hey, guys, thank you so much for checking out the My PDX podcast. We are so glad you're here. Um, We love to empower creatives in the fields of music, film, photography, podcasting, and writing. And we just love to give the opportunity for other people to do what they really love to do. And in today's episode, we have the awesome opportunity to be able to talk to Tim Cowley. He is a man that is the founder of Expat Media Pro, which is an organization that is a faith-based organization that does film overseas as well as music and writing and he specifically works with uh, nonprofit organizations and showing how they can come together and do things um, with other churches and showing the life of christ as well as showing the life of uh, religion and faith and how that all intersects with um, a place of i would say just the testimonies as well as how people can view um, faith and how it all blends together so we're so excited for you to get to hear from tim and here is Amber and Tim. So hey, say hello, guys.
1: Hello, hello, everyone. Yeah, hey.
0: <laughs> Great to be here. Yeah, awesome. So, thanks,
1: thanks for taking the time out to to join us today.
0: Um, yeah, I'm
1: excited, I'm excited to hear about your ministry. So thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we usually just kind of go down some questions here, but then sometimes you know. Uh, the questions that you answer create more questions, so we'll try to rein it in, though. But would you like us to just start out by, like, like kind of a little bit about you, like, where'd you, where'd you grow up, and where you're living currently?
2: Yeah, you know, that's always the deer in the headlights look when someone <laughs> <by> <laughs> the church and they're like, "Where are you from?" and you're like, oh, "I don't know." You know, so I. I <laughs> I'm an East Coaster by birth. Well, not even by birth. I was born in Oklahoma, but my dad was a Navy guy. So we left when I was like one, lived mostly Virginia and Pennsylvania growing up, like 13 different places along the East Coast. Um, And then I went to college in Ohio, met my wife there, and she grew up in Brazil. Oh, wow. And we ended up living in Phoenix for some years, the Philippines for some time, um, Malawi and Mozambique for 13 years. But now home is Portland, Oregon. So I'm going to go with Portland right now.
0: Okay.
1: I like that.
0: (laughs) Awesome. So you said you have a lot of travel experience. So is it through expat that you traveled a lot or was it um, your own like different ministry opportunity?
2: Yeah. You know, we were with an agency for, um, for 13 years in Africa. So I think, a lot of the travel, internationally at least, um, kind of my international travel started in high school when I was like, I wanna go on a mission trip. You know, Don't we all kind of think that that's a great way to get some adventurous experience <laughs> in high school? And so I went to Portugal um, on a sports evangelism trip. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of instrumental for me because I met um, some really cool people. And it turned out there was actually a Mozambican kid there that was a refugee from the war. Um, and it was like my first time overseas. And I felt like God said, hey, I've got this in the future for you where you're gonna live overseas. I kind of felt like a, a calling at that point. Mm, yeah. um, and so when I started college, like two years later, I had this idea that I think I'm gonna go overseas probably long-term and I need to meet a lady who has the same vision. And I was kind of there at college for the, I um, wanted to make sure I met a nice nice girl and my wife was there not necessarily to meet a nice guy. She was just gonna get her degree and move on, she thought. Right, of course. But kind of you got, we had the, the mix of meeting the, her and me and, and decided that we could actually go overseas and make that our full-time goal. Wow. Um, even though Brazil wasn't really, Uh, on the cards because they're pretty developed Um, Mm. you know when when you think about where can I be most effective living overseas or working overseas we try to think about where are the needs greatest yeah and for us it felt like as god was sort of telling us um, i want you to work with muslim people we are like okay so that kind of focuses the region geographically a little bit more Mm -hmm. and then specifically we had a heart for africa And we kind of wanted to take that Portuguese influence um, that I had from Portugal and that my wife had from Brazil and find a place that was Portuguese speaking in Africa. So it was like more and more specific. And uh, we took this perspectives course that really helped us to focus on the unreached, which meant there was two people groups, two tribes that were kind of possibilities so it kind of got more and more narrow as we were kind of open to god's plan for where we would end up living mm-hmm. in the future but other travels kind of you know a lot of it just comes down to um when you do furloughs home assignments you know you have layovers and you say hey let's spend some time here um, yeah so there there's been probably 30 countries that i've been to which doesn't sound like very much um perspective-wise, because there's a lot more countries to visit, but I feel yeah. blessed in that I've been outside of the, the U.S. And yeah. it's really broadened my, my perspective a lot more.
0: Yeah, it's, a, it's always like there's that worldview that you have because we have all like traveled overseas and we've all like been to different countries and stuff. So like within there like you come back home, you're like, wow, like it's just way different coming back home mm-hmm. on to Malawi or um, you going to Thailand, the Philippines, um, all of like Southern Asia and then like even Middle Eastern countries it's like wow this is a way different it's a culture shock kind of a field you come and you're like we have it so good but also like it's we're trying to so hard to like uh, cover up all of our all of our stuff that we have and like and I feel like overseas like they're more so open about the things that they have that they're dealing with and they're like able to actually bring it into the light which Americans we are so bad at that because we just want to always look like everything's always put together everything's great we always have a smile on as McDonald's says you know and we want to have that like American dream kind of persona um so that's really awesome that you had that like um opportunity and you were able to meet your wife and of course like that you weren't planning for that but you know God obviously like you guys are both super like heavy and traveling and missions oriented and um so i have to ask like are you both in like a like creative field would you call yourself a creative or you call yourself
2: more of a culture of creatives (laughs) no i'm definitely creative um but also a collaborator because i realized (laughs) that (laughs) my um i kind of had this this weird superpower of connecting people that I didn't think of as a superpower back in high school. But I just, I just knew people from all different groups like back in the day, the, the headbangers and the jocks and you know the, the drama kids. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I just sort of had friends in all of those circles. And even in college, like just kind of knowing lots and lots of people as an extrovert and out of 10 on the extrovert, you know, the ENFP that's, that's me. I'm just kind of like out there wanting to meet people. So there's this, this ability of kind of networking and knowing who's doing what that kind of came to definite play in creating expat media pro was like, Hey, if we want to have a collaboration between all these different creatives, um, this is where that shines the ability to sort of keep tabs of who's doing what Mm -hmm. for sure. My wife is definitely not on the creative side, really. I mean, every—I think we all have creativity, but she is a, a nurse by profession. So oh, wow. she Very much works uh, right now in hospice care.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, she's an angel. She I, is. Yeah, my my mom passed away two years ago, uh, oh, April, wow. and the hospice care nurses that we had, I I swear they were angels. They are the most amazing humans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I just have nothing but good things to say about them. Um, I was wondering, because I just don't know a ton about expat media, if you could maybe explain what that is a little bit. Yeah.
2: I mean, we're, we're super small. Like, okay, so it was about five years ago. Um, I was in Mozambique and as a creative um, kind of a film guy, um, I, I do like video production, photography, more documentary style. Uh, social media web design kind of have all those um, skill sets and so I was using this overseas a lot with our organization but also with other organizations like Peace Corps would say hey can you go and shoot this for us Um, or uh, Little Zebra Books a group maybe a a nonprofit that would say hey we want to do some video storytelling about um, how we are getting booklets into the hands of Mozambican kids in their own local languages. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so there was all these opportunities to be there as a professional but i kind of felt like i was i was kind of locked in to being there to do spiritual development work and i Mm -hmm. wasn't there as a media professional so i had this like dichotomy in me of wanting to see my muslim friends have the opportunity to hear more about who jesus really is Mm -hmm. and and sit under trees and do um bible studies looking at the prophets and and how god called them to do the things that they did and you know a lot of chronological storytelling Um, so that was like my life for 13 years but the media side of things was very much on the side it was a way to support what we were doing try to raise funds for what we were doing but i felt more could have been done like had i had Mm -hmm. the ability to sort of uh, copy myself for other organizations i could have kind of been uh, pretty heavy in helping a lot of different organizations with their storytelling and even the idea of, of creating media for the local people, not just something that's focused on raising funds, but what if we yeah. could have done a YouTube channel for the Yao people where we help them create their own stories and they look at their own issues of, oh, you know, we have a hard time with forgiveness or we always think we're being cursed. What if we could have told some of these stories and- wow. That's such a powerful medium, uh, especially now as, as everybody has a phone in their hands. Right. Um, even the poor people that we, we lived in villages where people earn a dollar a day, you wow. know, they had phones. Yeah. So it's, it's changed a lot. Um, but the idea behind Expat Media Pro is if somebody has a passion for a certain project that is focused on um, usually developing world kinds of things, uh, a lot of humanitarian stuff, um, faith-based types of things. We want to provide a platform where they can raise funds so that their friends, their family, their churches can donate to their cause Mm -hmm. and help them to do the things that they feel God has called them to do. And it feels like that hasn't really existed much because I feel like if I'm a videographer and I want to do something that is focused on cross-cultural work then I have to join a certain agency and they say oh great you're Mm -hmm. good at this let's have you make media to show people how we're doing all this amazing stuff Mm -hmm. but that might not be your passion maybe your passion is to try to work in a village in Africa with those people so this kind of opens up more avenues I feel like and so there's a couple of us that are raising funds through Expat Media Pro. Um, But then there's this whole network of 300 to 500 people that are kind of connecting through Facebook, through a secret group, or through WhatsApp, or through Slack, or through email, um, where we can share about opportunities that we know about and try to kind of like headhunt and say, hey, this this, um, orphanage over in Jamaica needs someone to come down and tell their story. Does anyone have the ability, the time, to come down and do that? Mm -hmm. So we're just kind of networking. Yeah, Yeah.
1: so is that your career then, would you say, or
2: uh, is it just part of, that's like funny. what would you yeah, say? Yeah, that's, I know, it's, another... I, I'm
1: kind of trying to track down. <laughs> what is it that you do?
2: <laughs> so my my kids say that their friends are like, what does your dad do? And they go, we don't know. <laughs> uh, he, he does videos and <laughs> he's a photographer. Um, so yeah, here's what it's like. It's like the path I've chosen doesn't mean I have benefits of a full-time position anywhere. Hmm. When we, we were overseas 13 years, I was full-time with that organization. But now, now that we're back, um, funding is really hard to keep up in the Portland mm-hmm. market for a family that has four kids
1: mm-hmm. and you
2: want to buy a house. you know? And it's like, all right. So dear lovely wife, Maybe you can get a job and, um, and I can do a couple of side jobs and try to make it all equal a full-time position. And that's kind of what this is. Expat Media Pro is more of a one day a week kind of job. Gotcha. And then I started a production company uh, in Portland that focuses mostly on nonprofits, mostly in the refugee, immigrant, cross-cultural kind of work. Wow. So that I'm able to do productions uh, for them and then I also have a my organization I've been a part with a part of for a long time. They have me um, still working for them, so I'm doing like 15 hours a week for them. So it's a hodgepodge of um, yeah. that's
1: all that's good the different
2: <laughs> media kinds of things. Yeah, yeah,
1: that's awesome. So media is kind of like the catalyst to all the yeah, different... it is,
2: it is. And then there's still the option of me doing things like helping coach cross country for my kids' mm-hmm. high school team. Awesome. You know, so I have more freedom and availability. Uh, mm-hmm. for those kinds of things yeah. that's awesome like it's okay like i
0: think a lot of people in the creative field they they're not they don't have like this set the word career is like not even in their mindset at all like that just like just xnade because their their career is to create and like in the creative kind of place you have to constantly sacrifice things like comfortability <laughs> mm, <laughs> in order yeah. to be able to create great things I and mean, i think that's where, where people kind of get in like the place of the caution they're like oh my gosh like i want 401k i want to have health insurance i want to have all these different things but like you know like as, as people that are in the arts like they say, like hey creation creating things and the creation of things is like way more important and i can act like also like what's going to happen through that because they, they believe that good things will come out. anyway they'll find the right person they'll like they'll be able to experience something that's greater than themselves in that kind of process right um as tim who is your inspiration like who inspired you to do this stuff it sounds like your wife's been a really vital role in this um as well as i want to hear about who else has helped fan the flame
2: yeah that's a good question um you know, it's, it's almost like asking, what's your favorite Bible verse? And <laughs> <laughs> I, always, I always, I don't think like that so much. Uh, <laughs> inspiration-wise, I, I think there's been some things that I feel like, okay, so if I go way back to college. Um, that was good. You know, Power of One was this epic film that came out about apartheid in South Africa and this kind of epic mm. struggle of, of people that were in this whole system of apartheid trying to say this is wrong and we are not going to stand for this anymore. And and so it's like it's this whole social justice thing that that sort of before that was really cool, um, before it was something everyone was talking about, it felt like. Um, that was something that kind of spoke to me back in college, which was like 91, 92. And then I had this epic soundtrack, which I just fell in love with. Uh, so th- I think that got me at least thinking about, about Africa and about living in, in a place like that. But um, further along down the line, there was, there was a film that came out called To End All Wars, which uh, was done by a guy with the last name of Cunningham. Um, Is it Scott Cunningham? I know, I was just asking that. I I can't remember, but he he's a really great film producer that wanted to tell a redemptive story, but using like real actors, like Kiefer Sutherland was in this. And and I saw this and it was just, it had so much going for it. It was just beautifully produced. And,
1: mm-hmm.
2: you know, back in the day, I used to uh, be a film critic for Christian spotlight on the movies. And oh, wow. we had, all kinds of films being sent to us. And so I had this box of videos back in the day that I would like pull out when my wife said, let's watch something on Friday night. And I'd be like, which Christian film do you want to watch? This one or this one? And I made her watch a lot of really bad, bad films. Um, The heart was there, but it felt like as Christians, we didn't really have the proper tools, maybe funding, maybe the good actors, maybe the ability to let someone not have A, B, and C all written out in a script of, oh, this is exactly how it's going to go if you become a follower of Jesus. You know, your mm-hmm. life is going to be beautiful and lovely, and you're going to be, become wealthy or whatever it is. Right. I love that. Yeah. Yet, I feel like we're starting to kind of realize that we need to be telling better stories and doing it in better quality ways. Um, yeah. But I so there's been a couple of things like that that have encouraged me. Um, but specifically about people, my parents have always. Uh, I think encouraged me to be creative and supported my efforts. I grew up middle class, so I feel like that also gave me a lot of opportunity to to be able to explore different things. I was able to go to college and then um, really kind of up my game with a master's program from Asbury University that was in digital storytelling. Wow. So I felt like because I was living on the field. I was able to then produce a documentary which was on my bucket list and study how to do storytelling and look at all these documentaries to kind of dissect all these things that I just didn't have the tools to do Um, of course my wife has been so supportive along the whole route and she she's awesome like that awesome Uh,
1: I love that I love that you said that about how uh, we need to be, get real about the story, you know, because um, people, I don't know if they're under the, I don't know how it happens, but they think, you know, you accept Christ and everything's are perfect. And it, it reminds me of like Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego being in the fires. Like, you know, they were in the fire, but Jesus was in there with them. Mm-hmm. The only thing that burned was the bonds uh, that was holding them back. And then Jesus walks them out of the fire. It's just like that quote, let's tell the real story. Let's tell the fire. Let's talk about that. You know, that's so cool. Cause your life sounds like you are pursuing your dream. You are going after this creativity, living that life. You're not, you know, letting the constraints of the world stop you. But in doing that, it's not like it's just the dream, everything's just money's pouring in and you have all these amazing, you know, that could happen. Um, but just a simple fact. Right? Sounds like you trust in the Lord with the plan and path that He's laid before you in your life. That's inspiring. Where do you hope to kind of go from here? Like, what's the next path?
2: Another big question. You know, I feel like our our life is full of chapters, and mm-hmm. it almost felt like back in my parents' generation, they had a chapter that was get married and have a career, and then the career goes until retirement. Mm-hmm that's not usually our paths anymore. And I feel like the chapters um, often center around ages of your kids. For example, like I've got four kids and two are in college and two are in high school. So we are just getting through that stage of kind of launching them into adulthood. Mm -hmm. Um, My youngest is 14 and it's like, all right, so I think we're here for a few years and I don't know what's gonna happen in five years. Mm -hmm. I would love to live overseas again I feel like that's where I always feel most natural. Mm-hmm. Um, but now it's just a matter of, of doing some great productions for all these different groups that God puts in my path. Um, Expat Media Pro, I think, is growing, but I'm not sure how much it should grow or exactly um, what kinds of growth it should have even. But I feel like it's really hitting, hitting a niche of people that want to be encourage like what you're doing here is, you're letting people know guys, creativity is just as important as everything else out there as the people that are the accountants and doctors and lawyers and like we're up there but we haven't been recognized kind of as important and as being worth our pay and our time. Mm -hmm. Um, So Mm -hmm. yeah, hopefully, especially in faith-based media, people won't say, hey, can you come shoot a video for me for free? you're like, yeah, I don't, I don't know, that I can I'm sorry. Um, I need to make a living as well, but thank you for asking.
1: Yeah. Good luck with
2: that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. yeah,
1: I know. I love that. I think, mean, um, that's becoming the new norm is that creativity is a thing now and whether or not it's a successful thing in people's eyes doesn't matter. But just the fact that we can say, yes, we're creatives and not just be shut down. Um, is pretty amazing. And I think that that's only going to grow. And I think that the more that the community gets behind it, you know, that, that fellowship of people, whatever that looks like, um, it's going to be amazing to see because there's people doing things that don't exist right now that we're going to get to watch. And that is, there's just something so amazing that we have that ability to create, you know, something from nothing um, because it's got given you know it's a, yeah. it's amazing to me sorry steven what were
0: you gonna say no you're good yeah i'm just gonna echo that like just with the whole like our space that we're creating with through poyama like i we're just saying yes to creativity same with expat media we're saying yes to it and even though poyama isn't going to be like a strictly faith-based um platform it's we're still able like to partner with with other creatives and able to like, like, Hey, we want to welcome all creativity and we want to know that creativity is a gift from God. And like, and we also like think that it's important for all people to understand that whether they are a believer or non-believer, like the gospel and the, their story is just as important if not more. And I think a lot of people, they, they tend to want to make it this kind of like cookie cutter thing where they're like, well, I came to Jesus. Now I'm doing amazing. And I'm like, that's not how it goes. Like usually the first like whole life is like up, down, up, down, like going through the valley, going through a tunnel. You're like, whoa, like what is going on? It's like, that's the beauty of grace. And the gospel, it's a complete beautiful mess. And I think that as a, as uh, Christians and as people that like love life and love Jesus, like we have like this Place where we want to just be like, oh, it's, it's so good. Like God's gonna take care of everything. Like, yes, He is. But like, let's not be so quick to throw the blanket over the fire because like we want to actually like walk with like walk with Christ in the fire with other people so that people can like live in um like live alongside. And I think that's what creativity does because a lot of people don't know, don't know how to process this stuff like, outside of music or film or podcasting or writing, like, I think that's so important for us as creatives to be able to have that um, avenue for them to go into, because not everyone's going to be like, Mm -hmm. hey, my life is so hard, and I'm just like, just throw my laundry onto you right now, and it smells like pure, like, awfulness, and you're like, yeah, like, that probably is not the best way to go about it, but, like, some people are all about that. They love just to, like, just to share their heart and really, like, share everything like right in the moment but a lot of people are like i'd rather do that in a creative space i'd rather do that in a place where i'm able to like feel safe even though i'm getting my my own truth out so speaking on this stuff this is a really good segue for us um so tim are you familiar with pointman pdx is what we're wanting to do or were you able to listen to any podcast beforehand
2: yeah i i think I'm a little bit muddy on this, but as I understand it, looking from the outside, um, what you're trying to build here is a community where, um where believers in Jesus can recognize their potential in creativity and kind of feel like we've got each other's backs and all of our stories are gonna be different, but there's something that, as you tell each story in each podcast episode, there's something in each of those things that we can resonate with deeply. Mm-hmm. And, and encourage us in this journey because our journeys are all going to look different. None of us are carbon copy clones of each other. Uh, and that's how God wants it. He doesn't want us to be all looking the same or acting the same. So, um, but I don't know, you know, I don't think that there's like physical meetups or I don't know what's going on with, with you guys in your thought process, five year vision, and stuff like that. So tell us more, man. Yeah, so the five-year vision
0: of it is to have a physical space um, where people can come and they can um, collaborate together and, like, having, like, meetups and stuff. Oh.
2: I remember that. Yeah, you, you talked about that, like, a year ago, I think.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. so this, hap- this all happened, like, about a little, a little less than a year ago. Um, but, it like, was
1: in January.
0: Yeah, so, like, this year, beginning of this year. Um, but like within that like space, like you kind of walk in the space' it's a big, long table where you're able to have like the writing kind of happen for either musicians, videographers, whatever it looks like. And then like you're able to have like these different spaces in the space to be able to do um, photography, to do music, to do videography, to do podcasts, and then also like a little area for people to write. Um, like a little lab for them to go like do like writing and publishing kind of stuff like that and i think a lot of times it's like as creative people we are so great at the process of the idea but we're really bad at execution So, like with within that like poema is a place where we can put some fire into into their life and be like hey like we want to like actually encourage you to actually make it happen instead of saying that it's not possible. So we're we're creating a, an opportunity for people that are in the arts to not say that's too much it's too expensive it's too crazy we're going to lower the standard of the bar for the of entry because a lot of people they're so afraid to go in because they're they're afraid of what will come out which there's not a lot when it comes to being a artist of any kind like you have that um you have to to grind for a five years minimum to be able to see this much progress which is like a millimeter of progress you're like and a lot of people are like nope it's not worth it which is why the people that are recognized as like the hot shots are the like corporate jobs and stuff you go to school for ever and then you like and then you're paying off loans forever and then you're just like trying to make it all work and we're at this place we're like you know what like amber and i we just saw this Um, vision of this space where people came together and they actually started to work as a team and a community that actually created things in the art field and start instead of having it be a competition of who gets the most likes who gets the most followers who can put out the most media and trying to and then wanting to make it more of a place where people can come together and do it together because we think and believe that we can't do it alone, and we we always will go further together as a community of creatives, a community of believers. Um, we're we're wanting to blend the secular and the sacred a little bit, which is going to be a really fun fine tuning because we obviously don't want to have like like very like explicit things, but we also like want there to be a place where we can have the intersection. So we're still fine tuning how we're going to like have that be a collision, like that's, gonna be a more of a harmonious collision instead of like a plant of like, oh, you're a believer and I'm not a believer. And especially in the Portland area, like you and I know Tim, like it's crazy. It's wild out there. And like, like when it comes to faith-based things, it's like, oh, shut off. So we're we're going to keep it very like open and inviting of, of a community that welcomes all but like we all obviously have our own like set standards and set like regulations of how to be part of this community in a healthy way that we can all love and all be able to like actually be a family instead of being like this place of just um, chaos
1: yeah
2: yeah wow I, I feel like there's so many at least speaking from Portland there's so many of us that that are kind of like sitting in our apartment or going to a co-working space um, Mm -hmm. or looking for some kind of a place where we can be creative. And, Mm -hmm. and this would like fit a lot of need, I think. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and I love the idea of having, having that beautiful collision happen because as professionals, we are dealing with people that don't share the same faith backgrounds and religious beliefs. We're not just sitting there being commissioned by the church they don 't do that thing yeah. anymore we 're not back in Rome, you know right, so it's like we we are always interacting with that, and that is the new reality, and especially as we move into the future. I feel like the Gen Zs they know hey we 're not living in a Christian society anymore mm-hmm. yeah. Grandma and grandpa, and that sounds awesome back then, but you know yeah. I've got friends that are very different from what you think is okay and yeah. they're all right with that you know how do we just kind of embrace reality and be salt and light yeah we need
1: it we need to extend that love yeah. and i think that there'll be people that come and they won't understand why they keep coming <laughs> you yes. know or what it is and and it's it's ultimately the love of jesus but you know they're not gonna feel uncomfortable you know hopefully so, um they'll just come in and we can just love on them. And they, you know, I think that creatives have been thrown into a competitive environment. So it's like being thrown into a war, you know, I've got this thing and I need to be better than the next person. And I think that we're missing the mark because I think that there's, (laughs) like you were saying, we're all different. Like God didn't want everybody to be an ear. Cause that would be a really funny looking body. You know what I mean? Like he created <laughs> arms and legs and fingers and toes and all these different pieces. And we all need to step into the calling that God has for us and then come alongside one another, not stuff you down. Cause I'm better than you and I want this and I make more money than you. I mean, I think that's just missing the mark. And I think that if we steward these creative people in a loving way, we're going to see something come out of this that nobody's ever seen before. Mm-hmm. and and. I can't wait for the day that I'm like, this is it, this is it. This is what we've been talking about. We've been doing this a year and we haven't done the inner we've done the high this is Steven interview, but we haven't really done the high this is Amber interview. And I think we're gonna do it soon. But um I the reason I know that this was January that we started talking about this and the other reason that I think it's more of a five year plan instead of a one year plan is that I almost died in February and so I've had to do a lot of recovering. The Lord spared my life. And so I couldn't just jump in because what I have has taken almost a year now and I'm still not well. Um, a hundred percent, you know, I've got a lot of recovery to do and I can't wait to share the story. Um, but poem is going to be one of those things that like, I, I, I believe that the Lord has, you know, more for me to do or he would have taken me home in february you know and so um plan is going to help even somebody like me and that's why i when steven was talking because originally this was his vision um but i saw the vision because i'm a creative and i see the need for something like this and i see how there's so many creatives trying to figure out what do i do with this and then usually just laying it down because i gotta go work you know and make money somewhere not utilizing all of this creativity that I've been born with, you know? So, and for me, I'm a worship leader. So like singing, there's a million worship leaders, you know, and it's like, okay, well, where's my place in this? And it's like my place to be surrounding other singers and helping them, you know, step into their calling and music, you know, and this could be the avenue, to do that and like what a great opportunity if I had had that here like I think about what if I was here I would go and it's going to be at a there will be a cost Um, there's going to be a lot of free things as well but um, if I had that opportunity I would take it you know absolutely 100% so I just think that um, once this actually becomes a physical location We're gonna see some amazing things come out of it, you know. And then we're we're meeting people like you who have all of this background information. We're just trying, kind of trying to like glean from all these people we're talking to and interviewing, and just just see how you know the Lord's gonna use this thing that you know His way, (laughs) um, but welcoming everybody into it, not just believers, but anyone. So I think it's a beautiful thing wow yeah I don't even know where we are on the list even <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, I think, um, cause it, yeah we changed the questions a little but um like what advice maybe would you have for aspiring creatives that maybe don't do this for a living but feel like they have this in them and it's hard when you have your nine to five and that paycheck's coming in to go do I lay that down? Do I, you know, kind of that yeah.
2: vibe? Uh, I, I was encouraged recently. Well, I mean, okay, so moving here to Portland, one of, the, one of the reasons I was drawn to Portland was because it was a creative city. I had heard.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Of course, it's also uh, beautiful, and that really helps because I love the outdoors. <laughs> um, I love to bike and run and hike. And I love coffee so there's all these great things working toward moving here um, and we have family up here which mm. can be a benefit usually or or not depending um, but in this case it was awesome and and I feel like coming here there's so many outlets there's so many ways to kind of jump into things that you're interested in mm-hmm. I mean so many different niche groups here in Portland so one of the things that that I was encouraged by was going to a, a documentary filmmakers camp that was nice. held down um, in Silverton, Oregon. They do this every year. There's like 80 people, a lot of them from the Northwest, wow. but others from even New York and Chicago that came to this. And it's just like three days of hanging out, get to know each other, looking at some of each other's work and helping critique things. So, you know, like, Then out of that, there's like a a monthly follow-up kind of thing that they do at a pub locally or they'll have different things. So you can kind of like find those things that really feed your soul and and help you to kind of meet people that are interested in the same kinds of things that you are. Mm -hmm. Um, So I feel like that's been an encouragement is to try to find those kinds of of groups that already exist as well as create some of my own. And I'm definitely creating my own through the Expat Media Pro thing we'll be having a meetup where there's going to be like eight to 12 of us that get together in Yakima in a few weeks and we're all kind of doing different things, but all faith-based and all cross-cultural. So so we can actually hear each other's stories. Yeah. And uh, I think that's going to be powerful because it's going to be so intimate, just a small number. And we're going to hike together some too. So.
1: Awesome. Um,
2: So I think one of the, one of the tidbits of information that, that I learned recently was, you know, your passion project, we say, oh, it's just a passion project. And that usually means I'm not getting paid for it or it's just something I've been (laughs) working on for years. But it turns out that those are often the best things that we do because we pour our heart and our souls into it. And it's something that really matters. It's not something you're necessarily commissioned to do, which most of the things I've been commissioned to do. um, No, I can't say most of the things. A lot of it does align with my passion and vision, but, but a lot of those projects just aren't your favorite. Let's just face it you know someone asks you to create a piece of music you do it and it's good maybe hopefully but it doesn't (laughs) necessarily mean you poured everything from your heart into it um, right so I feel like the passion project is so important for us to have that's that's one piece of advice another being uh, that um, it's okay to, to have all these things on your plate that you want to get accomplished or that you've started to do and you've kind of set aside because the way that That we have chapters in life i feel like a lot of these things you mull over them for for sometimes months or years Mm -hmm. and you start a project and you might not pick it up for many more years until the right pieces are in place Mm -hmm. that might be your stage in life that might be finally having the contacts that you needed to make that thing happen because we all need to rely on each other i think for these things Um, Mm -hmm. most of our projects are not Totally, solely individual. A lot of it is collaboration with others, and right. until you have all those pieces in place, um, it's okay. So it's it's okay to kind of start something and put it aside because I think we're all there, and we can get really bummed out by all these things that we have on our list. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's good. That's really good. I love that. That's
1: good advice, and um, I think that that will definitely speak to a lot to folks listening even to this podcast like just to hear you know that, that may not get you a paycheck <laughs> but yeah. you should do it you know you should get in, involved in it and just do up and you know I mean I understand responsibility and family and you need to pay your mortgage payment or you tend to not have a place to live you know that's that's all right. just reality um yeah, but I'm hoping that this will bridge that gap. You know, I think we're both kind of wanting to bridge that gap, you know. I'm yeah. um, just saying that, that we believe in you. You know, we believe in your creative gift and, and we want to help come
2: alongside. You know? Yeah, and having those people that, that are kind of your core group of <clears throat> people that are willing to give you good criticism, yes. um, that is way more important than those that are just saying you're doing awesome with mm-hmm. every project because you really right. need that kind of like debbie downer to go yeah hmm, i don't know if this is coming across <laughs> how you hope it is right yeah so true
0: constructive criticism and i, I want to add to that like what i was hearing it was just like just to keep it really simple i think a lot of people in the creative like realm like they they see the finished product and a lot of times they have a they want to like just start with that in mind but we need to start with like just starting with the i don't know like the beginning steps like just get started with okay who am i as a creative like what do i want to do what do i want to achieve and be yourself i think it's so important that people need to be true to who they are as a creative because a lot of times we can all fall into this nasty pit of wanting to be the next (laughs) something and i think that's where like when it comes to Christian films, like we have a really hard time of like being able to branch out because we want to like be playing it safe when really like like the best movie that I've seen that's a Christian and faith-based film was I Can Only Imagine. I was like, wow, that's amazing. Like I actually stepped out of the lines. Like they were playing in a really amazing like field. And they also like made a big impact on people like outside of the faith as well. And I think that is what needs to happen. Like as a person get really like specific of like what you want to do instead of trying to be someone that you are not and keeping it. Uh And like, I mean that, like that little list, like literally literally two to three things, like don't make it like this crazy long list that you're going to feel overwhelmed. Cause if you do that, your passion is going to just be, your lights gonna be out it's so quick.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's almost like you know, you don't want to jump into a feature film. You need to do a bunch of tons of small things that are very bite-sized, and that's you know, like Malcolm Gladwell's book. Um, it's the whole ten thousand hours principle. of you've got to put in that time, and all of us look back on our early work, and we are thankful that we went through that, and <laughs> think it really <laughs> sucked. You know, <laughs> looking wow. back on it. Maybe. <laughs> And that's okay, you know. And, and just the comparison of looking at someone's Instagram feed, going, "Oh man, I'll never get there. They're amazing. They're awesome. Look at all their good work." Well, guess what? Like they probably didn't just start yesterday.
0: Um, or, yeah. The time. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's they true. They put in that time. <laughs> yeah,
1: I love that. I thought about that, you know, because um, there's things that that of course I want to do, but I'm so thankful that. God didn't allow me to do it any sooner than exactly when I, I do it because I wouldn't be ready. And so he's given me, you know, those, um, one thing at a time, you know, and if he gave it to me all at once, I don't, I couldn't handle it. it just knowing, you know, that he's going to give you your next thing and not keep your eyes on that, that next thing from him. And then there'll be that next thing from him, you know, and not worrying about, the whole picture. And then he it it to me in my life it's always been exactly completely different than anything I had imagined. You know, so I think, okay, this is what I think I want. And then he shows me what he wants for my life. And it's so much better than anything I could
2: have even come up with. So I love that.
1: Yeah. So it's yeah, fun. Think, it's a good process.
2: I think uh, you know, when we moved to Africa, we learned about this thing called the limited good mentality. Mm-hmm. where someone is afraid that if they get a lot of good, well, then their family member or their friend next door won't be able to get that good. Oh, wow. It's almost like there's this, cont- you know, and I think sometimes we think along those terms, um, mm-hmm. even though we would say we don't, it's almost like, oh, my goodness. Um, yeah, that just happened to this person and I'm excited for them, but probably it'll never happen for me. Or, mm-hmm. you know, they're, we kind of, operate sometimes on that principle and I don't see that as being biblical like it just seems like (laughs) there's nothing in there (laughs) Mm.
1: you know and I think a lot of
2: us too have that um you know the imposter syndrome I'm sure you guys have have talked about that before but yeah you know I, I heard even Steven Spielberg has that feeling of imposter syndrome you know where you're like looking at someone who's top in the game and sometimes they're like I'm faking it I'm totally faking it. Yeah. You know, you're not, I'm not who you think I am. I'm not mm-hmm. good at this. I'm just trying something and hopefully it'll work out. You know, I yeah. think that's where a lot of us are. We're just trying.
1: Yeah. Well, and I, I think that
2: it's so easy
1: to compare yourself and then try to strive for whatever that person has done because you think, well, they made it. But, but they made it because they were who they were it's not because they were trying to be somebody else. So I think that just having that confidence to step into exactly the person that God made you and knowing he didn't didn't make mistakes. So you're not a mistake, you know, and the gifts that he's given you are not a mistake. They may not fit into the mold that the world has given us, but that doesn't matter. I think that, we get to break free from that mold, and that, you know that's the thing that he's been talking to me about is for the longest time. Like I'm like I've been trying to write corporate worship songs. That's what I do. That's what I sing. That's what I know. Um, and just recently, he's revealed to me like, no, that's not where you should write from. Mm-hmm. You need to write from the healing side of hurt because you are in that. That that's where you're. That's where you, what you're walking through, and then that, that I can then use to minister to whoever I choose, you know, and it's just following his plan for your life, not my plan for my life is an amazing thing. So I'm hoping like as I'm learning this and pouring this into Poyama and the people that I may meet, you know, just stepping into that, like I'm, nobody knows who I am, but I'm starting to know who God's created me to be. And that is an important Revelation. That I'm just figuring it out, and I am not young, you know. So I'm like, okay, well, hopefully, I can be speaking into young people's lives now and to tell them like the stuff that I've learned, and because that's our, they're our future, you know. They need to know this stuff, and I think that you know we've all been through these fires. All three of us, we've been through so many fires, and let's not waste that, you know. Let's yeah. use that.
2: That's where the growth happens, and that's that's where we can actually speak from experience. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, pretty incredible.
2: Love it, man. You need to
1: come to Woodby Island sometime if you love all this hiking and running and biking. Have you ever been to Woodby Island?
2: I have been up close to there. I don't know if I've ever been specifically to there. I usually defer to my wife who knows the area better. Which (laughs) islands I've been to?
1: Fun. Well, come visit us sometime. Awesome.
2: Fantastic. Where
0: can we like? Where can people find you? Like online, social media, Facebook.
2: Yeah, you know, probably um, the easiest thing would be uh, I think we all know how to use the internet, so you can go to the website. CowleyVisuals.com, C-O-W-L-E-Y, Visuals.com, and I think I got links there to my social media profiles um, and stuff. well, Adam, then, yeah, and then the other thing would be ExpatMediaPro.com, and that's E-X-P-A-T MediaPro.com. So, expat, a lot of people in the states don't know what that is. It's just like someone who is living and working outside of their place of birth. Um, mm-hmm. So. I, lot, I get a lot of confused looks sometimes when they don't know what that. Is. So that's yeah. just that's just yeah. simply it. So even an Indian guy that's working in Portland, he's an expat because mm. he's not originally born here. Yeah. Um, yep, yep. And it also gives a lot of freedom in the fact that we just are a very mobile culture now, and we have people from mm-hmm. everywhere, maybe um, mm-hmm. everywhere, which is awesome. Yeah. I think. So true, dude. Love you, that. You're yeah. not going to ask anything about music. I know I told you I'm not a musician, but
0: <laughs> you no. Know? We we'll have to do another episode with you on music. Because, oh boy! You no, know, we I to,
1: well now I want to. Can we?
0: It's up, so we have to. We'll do another episode with music with you, Tim, and we'll have to do that before the end of this year, so that people can just be excited to.
2: Awesome! Hear about I've got. It. Very little to say, but I love electronica. That, that's all I'll say. <laughs> no,
0: we'll, we'll do a whole podcast on it. Don't worry. Oh, <laughs> yeah. We expect you to write a song in a month. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy.
1: Yeah. So yeah. if you can get what that I produced, think. written, maybe a music video put together, and then next month, we'll just totally cover the media part on our no right end for you. <laughs> Got that? Okay. Perfect. Don't worry. We'll we, like, to we specialize in not putting too high a standard. <laughs> out there so oh, huh? <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> yeah we'll stay on when we end the podcast down for that because we have a question for you but not a podcast question so
0: cool there we go all so. right well thanks guys so so much for being here with us and you know where to find tim and obviously you'll be hearing from him again with his latest feature album <laughs> yep. we'll have a
1: part two coming up
0: <laughs> part two we'll release that in hopefully December. We'll figure that out. But yeah, it's been so great to have you on here, Tim. It's been so awesome just to get to know you more, as well as just to hear more about expat media and things you're doing around the world. Yeah. Been a blast.
2: Thank you.
1: So exciting. Thank you so much, Tim.